Have you ever wondered if a tick bite, an infection, some type of toxin is affecting your child's brain or behavior? Well, you need to stay tuned and listen to just how that's possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and we have real conversations about real problems that kids face every day. And today we're talking about a really serious clinical issue called PANS or PANDAS or autoimmune encephalopathy. And we're going to talk about natural solutions, homeopathy, supplements, what you can do to heal PANS and PANDAS. Welcome, everybody. We're talking about pans and pandas and autoimmune encephalopathy. It's a big word, and we refer to it as AE. And we're going to be talking with my dear friend and our family practitioner, Dr. Lauren Lee Stone. She is the founder of Althea Health and Wellness, and she has an amazing story of healing her children, one child from autism, another from pans and pandas, and how she came from a totally different field, double Ivy Leaguer, to helping other families like mine and yours heal from some of these issues that are coming from toxins and infections in our environment. So welcome, Dr. Lauren Lee Stone. So glad that you're here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Tell us about your journey, because one of the most common things that I see in so many of my health practitioner friends like you is that I certainly was involved in mental health before my own child got pans um, and was working with Lyme disease before that. But you really got into this field from a completely different field because of having a child on the spectrum. So tell us your story and how you got here. Yeah. So um, I was in graduate school when I had my first child and I was young and healthy and I did everything I was supposed to, or so I thought, um, you know, I took my prenatal vitamins, I um, exercised, I actually tried to eat organically. I did know a little bit about things like that back then, not too much, but yes, I just had this vision of having this beautiful baby and I was writing my dissertation and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. He's going to play at my feet while I write my dissertation and do my research and going to be just this. He's going to be the easiest kid ever. Totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> I so, had that a false assumption too, Dr. Lauren Lee Stone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I had this beautiful baby and it was nothing that I could ever have imagined. He was so distraught and in pain and it was hard to even get him to settle or to be happy. He screamed with colic. He had burning stools. He had constant ear infections. You know, he was just a really, really sick baby. Eventually, you know, he, we took him to the pediatrician. We took him all over the place and the pediatrician kept saying, you know, oh, he's fine. It's just a little bit of, um, colic or it's a little bit of reflux or it's a little bit of loose stools or whatever, whatever the, the problem of the day was. But as he got older, he started to have seizures. Uh, he had, well, he started hand flapping three months of age and he was just, Anything that would happen, he was around like this, not able to focus, just constantly self-stimulating. And then at around 12 to 18 months, he started having seizures. And these were these petite mal seizures where he would just freeze and there was no one behind him. You know, his eyes would be staring out. So yeah, so we took him in for 
all kinds of testing. Uh, we took him to the neurologist. We took him to a psychiatrist. We finally ended up taking him to the Yale Child Study Center, and they diagnosed him with autism. And they told me that basically there was nothing I could do. He would more than likely continue to regress and to be institutionalized. And so, yeah. So it was an interesting thing because that was sort and of this the is gonna, this is like 1990s, 1999. Yep. It's not that long ago. It feels like no. it, but it's not that long ago. No, yeah. no, no. And, you know, it took him a while to be diagnosed because he, you know, back in that, during that time, it still was always the mom's fault. It was like the yeah. refrigerator mom kind of thing. And um, he was very attached to me. And it just, they didn't, the psychiatrist who, you know, who did the first set rounds of testing was like, oh no, he couldn't have autism because he's attached. You know, it was that back in that kind of yeah. period. Um, but anyway, that diagnosis became like this point of departure for all of us to change our lives. And um, I went back to school and I ended up getting a, a degree in um, in nutrition, a master's degree in nutrition. I got, I studied homotoxicology. I studied. Because you, Lauren, said there's no way this kid's going to regress. Oh, there's no, no way no. I'm going to let this damn kid get institutionalized. And you thought you kept searching. I mean, at this point, we have the internet. Exactly. No, but we you, found, back then. you found help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like the point of departure really was that I, you know, I was not going to let this happen. Oh. And, you know, intuitively, I felt that biochemistry was a place to begin. And that's where is where, where I began. I started taking courses of biochemistry, ended up with a master's degree. But, you know, that didn't even matter. I just took his lead and whatever he needed. That's what I studied. And that's where I ended up researching and trying to become you know, not only his health advocate, but also I had to become his practitioner because there wasn't really anyone doing that kind of work. No, no. Um, Yeah, it was a journey. But he, you know, the long and the short of it is that he is fully recovered. He's getting his PhD in chemical engineering. He just got engaged. You would just, you would never know he had seizures or any other disability. So it was, it's a remarkable story. He's a remarkable person. Yeah, Yeah. he really is a remarkable person. And you know, this is somebody that was told that was going to be institutionalized and also went on to get an exceptional education and get his PhD. And he really is an intelligent person. I think the only thing that you might say about him is that there's a quietness to him, you know, but you all and your temperament, you're more introverted anyway, you know, your whole family. So there's nothing clinical about that. (laughs) No, He's also, you know, He's such a sensitive and empathetic person, too. Yeah. Some of that quietness is really just listening. Yeah, observing. He's quite an observer. Yeah, I mean, he's Mm -hmm. definitely taking in a lot of information. And then as you went on in your journey and you started to then transition and help other people. Yeah. And and talk about and and obviously we'll talk about your other child who wind up having pans, but talk about how this homotoxicology, what is it? How does it help people? Because it's something that a lot of people don't understand what it is. If you think about the way our Western medical system thinks about health in the body, it's very disconnected. So we have, you know, a cardiologist for the heart. We have a neurologist for your brain, a dermatologist for your skin. So the notion, though, of homotoxicology is that the body is not, you know, the sum of disparate parts, but one entire system. And it's called a flow system. And what we're trying to do is actually 
create flow in the body because when, you know, that flow is somehow disrupted, that's when you end up with disease. And actually homotoxicology, if you take apart the name, it's really the study of toxins and how toxins interact with the human body. When we are overloaded, the body is unable to excrete a toxin or unable to deal with an infection. That's when the disease process starts. So, I mean, it's really just a matter of languaging, but when we talk in homotoxicology, it's really about opening that flow system and, and repairing those innate processes that, you know, that we were born with that, that are really there to help us heal. So, so unlike, for example, a typical Western medical approach, which is really chasing the symptoms and giving a remedy for a symptom, we instead look at the whole, the whole picture and start to peel back the layers of why is that symptom there? Yeah, you can take Advil if you have a headache, but why do you have a headache? What I mean, happened is the dehydration, is it a mm-hmm. pattern, is it hormones? And really, like in both of our work, I mean, we're here to talk about healing pans and pandas and autoimmune encephalopathy. And you started with this because of autism, right? Which to me is one of the most ultimate conditions that are affected by toxins in their environment, right? And creates a sensitivity. But both believe in this and do do this kind of work because we see infections, toxins affecting people with anxiety, depression, OCD, you know, it doesn't have to be pans and pandas, even though a lot of our people have that, right? It's coming into people's consciousness. And I'm grateful for this conversation because people are actually coming to me like, I've tried all of these things. None of them work. I think it might be pans and pandas. They're starting to understand that you can't chase down the symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. And that we have to look at toxins. In working with people, you do some really fabulous, interesting work, you know, and helping to understand what are they. Talk about how you identify what some of these root causes are in your methodologies and your systems that you use. Yeah. So I use a combination of modalities. I do use conventional testing when you when that's something that the families want to do. And that's always a great thing because, you know, for some families, it's really nice to have hard copy of, you know, this is actually the infection that you, that your child has. You got yeast in your poop. You've got it's this, yeast, you've right, got all that. Right. You know? or, and, or you've got, you know, Borrelia, you've got mm-hmm. Bartonella, you've got Epstein-Barr and you've got Strep. Let's yep. deal with it. But I also, I like to pair those kind of testing modalities with bioenergetic testing modalities, because from my perspective, the real healing comes when you get down to that. Frequency energetic level, because that is how the body runs. That is where the strength lies. So I use a couple of different modalities. I can, I do muscle testing. I also use a Zyto, which is a phenomenal tool. Uh, it's really a wonderful way to talk to the body without having to do any kind of, you know, blood work or stool or whatever else. And I mean, can I share my story? So mm-hmm. when we took Max, I, I don't remember where we were and you were like, bring Max in. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to get all the lab work together because it'd been years of lab work. And you were like, just come in on Friday. And I was like, okay. So the frequency reader, the Zyto reader reads it through emissions that come out and you use your hand. And here's the true story. One, it came out with, I don't remember if it was eight or nine of his co-infections very accurately. I didn't put it down in any paperwork because I just showed up and there was no paperwork. And two, 
my parents owned a factory and they used a chemical and it showed up on that reader. Like, and it's not like a common chemical. And so that I was a believer anyway, but I try to explain to people and getting blood work when you have at that time, chronic Lyme, you know, we know it's pans. It's brutal. It's brutal. And Max got sick when he was 22 months old. So we were doing lots and lots and lots of, you know, blood work to the point there were times, you know, we were with Dr. Charles Ray Jones where he was almost passing out. So it was a relief on that end. And I'm not saying that clinical lab testing isn't important, but this provided an alternative that was very accurate, eerily accurate, kind of blew my mind at that point. I was like, wow, you know, we've had limited lab work ever since, basically, it's been great. And it really gave us clear paths. You know, like we do is we check with data to see what are the issues and then what are we going to do about it? Dr. Lauren Lee Stone is certified in integrative clinical health. She's also has a master's degree in nutrition for from the University of Bridgeport. And she uses all of that in her methodology. When you are working with people, Lauren, I know my experience was we identified the affections. We looked at what were the obstacles from clearing these infections. Mm-hmm as well as toxins, right? You made a protocol, which to me, and I have gone to a lot of practitioners, what was different is it was very much strategically designed. And it was also like, I've gone to a lot of practitioners where they're like, all they do is add to what I'm doing. They never move me through stages. Mm -hmm. And moving through stages is important because hopefully the body has healing processes that occur. And also you're addressing things. You can't address everything. You know, when people work with me, I'm like, this is stage one. Mm -hmm. You can't handle stage two. And they're like, I want stage two. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, that's like jumping into the pool with weights on. Okay, Mm -hmm. no, we're going to go to stage one. And there's a methodology behind it. And I've always really appreciated that. And guess what? Max benefited from it. So you were addressing things from a systemic point of view in a different way than I had experienced and also in a lot more gentle way. Mm -hmm. I felt like we've done a run the gamut of some of the things that we were doing. But what are some of the ways like, you know, we're here with pans and pandas and autoimmune encephalopathy. That is a large part of both of our caseloads. So many families are treatment resistant and they're so afraid to try things and I feel that I say all the time, the two biggest, three biggest obstacles, obviously, is improper treatment of the infections and toxins, improper detoxification, and then a nervous system that's stuck in a stress state. And that's why you and I do a lot of things together, because you can really address the physical parts of things Mm -hmm. um, from the system parts of it. And then I can do the nervous system. For you, what are common themes? What are things you see? How are you addressing some of these hurdles that parents are experiencing? Because this is most people, you know, they've gone through a lot even just to get the diagnosis. Well, first of all, everyone's different. And I think that that's that's part of the problem in most people's healing journey is that individuals are not treated as individuals, but as they're treated according to a diagnosis. That is so true. But yeah, but it doesn't always, you don't always see things to the end when that's the case. But what I see by and large, I see these kids that come in that who's like just total load, their total toxic load is so overwhelming. Immune systems are really shut down because when there's so, so very much inflammation and toxicity, meaning like exposures to 
pesticides, chemicals, heavy metals, you know, whatever it is, it runs the gamut of, you know, you walk outside and you're exposed and then you have the infectious load. So the immune system just really, it doesn't know what to do anymore. And so either it targets the wrong things like your foods and, you know, you end up with intense allergies or it shuts down altogether. Part of my job in the beginning is really to gently wake the immune system up. And it's also to re-educate the organ systems and the biochemistry to actually function again, because everything is so dysfunctional. Like step one for me is just opening those channels of elimination, making sure that the liver is supported, making sure that the kidney is supported, making sure that the bowels are moving, making sure that the lymph is supported. On the subject of bowels, most of the time, you know, the kids I work with, they don't, they maybe have a bowel movement once or twice a week. Which is shocking to me. Like, I can't emphasize how important this conversation is. If you're not eliminating, if you're not, the toxins are not coming back. They just cycle back in the system. And the toxins that come from the waste products of infections or whatever you're trying to move actually become as toxic as much of a, you know, leading to the OCD, leading to the rage, leading to the school review, all these other symptoms because of the brain inflammation, they are the driver as much as the actual infection or original toxin. And yeah. I, I don't think, you know, and you go and you get blasted and I'm not opposed to antibiotics, not opposed to any of that kind of stuff. You know, you got to do what works for you. But if you're not moving these out of the system, and parents, unfortunately, go do all the other things and then they find us because they have no other choice at that point. They know okay. it's not working. Yeah. So phase one, clearing the getting elimination going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then phase two is basically supporting the body biochemically. Right. So the elimination is, is going. What about the nutrients in the body? Like what kind of what kind of nutrient stores are there? Um, it would definitely deal with food like, you know, diet is is really, really important because it's really probably the number one source of toxins, you know, that we, if we're ingesting glyphosate, chemicals, pesticides, things like that, we're going to end up being incredibly overwhelmed. So that's number two is, is a, you know, eliminating food sources that are, that are toxic, changing the diet as needed and supporting the biochemical pathways with, uh, with nutrients, mostly supplements. I would, I would say. Um, and then three, we get into the specific detox, which is isolating the toxin, isolating the pathogen, the germ, the latent infection, whatever it is and wherever it is. And I use homeopathics and botanicals. I pair homeopathics and botanicals and create protocols that are really, really specific to what's going on in the body. And that combination, like the other part of this is that, you know, there isn't a magic bullet. Like, as you said, it's all individualized. These things take time. They're typically these infections. They could have been there long before the symptoms showed up. And we know that through research of healthy children who have the spirochete uh, associated with Lyme in their system with no active Lyme uh, research uh, in Bologna, Italy. And when people get sick, it's just, we all think I'm going, I'm going to go do this one thing. I felt like that when I had my own pan's journey was uh, because it was Lyme. It was like, oh yeah, we're going to put them on long-term antibiotics. I'm going to the top kids expert in the world. And, and you wait and things did get better, but they never got eliminated. 
or even within a normal, really a normal range. It just wasn't in a crisis range. We have to persist. We have to keep going. And, you know, it's just not easy. I, I was talking to somebody who was getting some help recently and, and she's like, I'm very disappointed. And I was like, you know, what's going on? And she's like, well, it's been like seven weeks. I'm like, seven weeks. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, I, you know, did you think it was going to get markedly better? And I was like, okay, but like, what are you seeing? And, and, they were seeing successes. They just, their brain was so focused on the gaps. They couldn't even see the gains, right? So I think that's always a big lesson in a story. And Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one, three, alert more. Both of our journeys, we wind up having kids with pans and, you know, from your first child, you brought in so many of those lessons with autism and obviously each individual need is different. I know a lot of times people are like, what's the protocol for autism? What's the protocol for this? What's the protocol yeah. for anxiety? No, it's really what's going on with you. Yeah. So, so I always feel like I treat everything kind of in a similar way because it's all about your total load, your yep. exposure, your individual story in the world. The way you express it is really you know, that, that is your, you express it through whatever your weaknesses are. So for example, my oldest his total load was expressed neurologically because that was where he had weaknesses. Whereas like another child might express with asthma or, you know, maybe with eczema. It's really all the same thing. It's peeling back those layers, that individual story. And that takes a long time. Like, if yeah. you think about it, it's not just the story that the child experiences once they enter the world. It's also that intergenerational story, like everything Placenta. So the more toxic we get generationally, the more toxic our children are when they're born. That's already they're they're just set up for uh, a really. And I can I can see that Lauren. Like it's almost rare when I get a kid's brain that doesn't show inflammation, Mm -hmm. but I still get adults' brains that don't have inflammation. Mm -hmm. You would think with through the aging process, you're supposed to see more inflammation, but Mm -hmm. kids today they're just being born with so much more toxic exposure. And of course, at the same time, we have so many more physical and mental health issues. I mean, it's not a coincidence. We know through research that inflammation is one of the leading causes of physical and mental health problems. You know, I mean, totally. So, I mean, even in the autism postmortem studies, you know, 70 something percent has major brain inflammation, you know? So I love to hear that there's, and I look at the same thing too, Lauren, like when I think of people and where they're at, yes, I understand we have to have labels, but for me, it's all about brain dysregulation. Is it overstimulated? Is it understimulated? And where is it? 
then we can go from that. And I get, I also think sometimes labels are important. Like with your kid is pans and pandas, you can go and do research, you can understand it. I think from that point of view, but Mm -hmm. like the idea that there is a solution that is specific to a condition, we have to let that go. And we have to start thinking about exactly what you said, like what is behind the what's driving this, right? Mm -hmm. And when we look at, you know, epigenetics is what you're talking about. So if you have a genetic potential and then that toxin comes in there, bam, it awakens it. And I don't think people know that until they go down the rabbit hole of other things not working. And then they're like, wait, Mm -hmm. I better go and get a book. I better go and do this. And, and, Dr. Lauren, along with me, we were contributors to an awesome book called Brain Under Attack for mm-hmm. Epidemic Answers. And so that's all about pans and pandas and, and some of the reasons why, you know, have it. It's a great book if you're new to pans and pandas. And even if you're not new to pans and pandas, and it's 100% of the proceeds go to Epidemic Answers and you can go and find that. And so you've done a lot of things for your kids I know you're really big into nutrition. Obviously, your kids at different points, they're, they're adults. Your kids are all adults. And some of them are more embracing some of these things. For you as a family, what was the biggest lifestyle change that you made out of all of these things? What do you think was the biggest change? It was had to be food. I mean, because we... It's not that we weren't healthy. It just said, you know, as far as my food choices before I was educated on this. But we didn't, it was, it was more that taking that deep dive and understanding that something like glyphosate, you just, you have to avoid it at all costs because it's something that on so many levels will destroy your, your body. So that means like you can't have gluten, like you just can't. It means that you, you really, really have to be careful about what you choose in the grocery store. It means like you have to be careful about going out. This is especially when the kids are young, when you're trying, if you have that kind of intense leaky gut, you're going to have leaky brain, right? Yes. There is a correlation. And so the first step to healing the brain is healing the gut. And you can't do that without changing your diet. You no. know, right. It's, it's your fuel. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have a, a really awesome car and it says like only premium gas. Mm-hmm. And you start putting the junk gas in there and you're like, what's mm-hmm. that knocking and pinging there? Feel like a hard shift. It's the same thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. really, really interesting. What would you say for a parent? You know, I always like to ask the question, what's one thing that you wish every parent knew about natural solutions, techniques, methods, things that you do that you could help them on their healing journey? We've been alluding to it a little bit throughout our conversation, but that, you know, we're so um, indoctrinated into this, you know, grat- you know, instant gratification in our culture. Healing is not like that. To really, really heal, the body needs time. It takes time and it takes patience and it takes investigation. You know, it just, it does. It takes a lot of nurturing. It's, it's not overnight. And healing is not, also, it's not straightforward. Like I always mm-hmm. say, usually, you know, you do two step forward, one step back, because when you're detoxing, which is really the number one thing that that needs to happen, detoxing is hard. Sometimes, especially with things like using homeopathy, sometimes you can start to experience symptoms that you might have have left thought you left behind. In order to get through whatever it is you're detoxing for, those symptoms might come back and it might seem like a regression, but it's not. It's actually a, a beautiful sign that you are moving through something and then moving forward. 
And I think too, also too, you know, like I always tell all my parents, you know, healing is going to look like the stock market, hopefully (laughs) trending up. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's a good one. But we also have to be kind to ourselves because we're moms, we're warrior moms. And, and I come from a badass warrior mom, my mom, Philomena in heaven. I've been thinking a lot about her today and all the lessons she's taught me as uh, having to protect my kids and, and be their advocate. But when we are on that worry train and I've been there, I've been driving the train before, we have to be kind to ourselves because it's that patience that gets us through it. Right. And we have to be committed. Just like this mom, she was like, oh, I didn't know it was going to take longer than that. And I was like, okay, your practitioner didn't tell you that their treatment was going to be, I was like, three, by month three, you should be seeing some changes, you know, hopefully more than that, but let's find out what it's going to look like. And then also to, to relieve some of that pressure of always looking for the negative, Let's really try to look for the positive. Let's keep a wins journal, right? We do a lot of wins journals here. Mm -hmm. So that way I I have a mom, uh, a family that came to see you and he's um, has pans with very severe OCD. One of the most severe cases of OCD I've ever seen. She's the best. I love, we love her, the mom, and we create a wins journal. So once a week she sends me the wits journal and we're like you know we're a big bunch of softies in here i've had a lot of tears over this Mm -hmm. wins journal and she'll put in like and then we did a little this but you know what i can't wait for next week and i know god is with me she's very religious and and i just think how amazing she doesn't get hung up on this she's literally giving me a list and they're little things people okay yeah he had a huge amount of success i'm not gonna lie when he came here for two weeks but We have to focus on that because Mm -hmm. then our brain sees the success and is that. And I think as we talk about healing pans and pandas and AE, as we've both been parents that really have healed our kids, is that is probably my biggest personal lesson because patience Mm -hmm. is not my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, how quick can I do this? What am I doing? Is there anything I can do to amplify it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a mom here today and she, she's got a little guy and uh, she came from another state. I was like, why are we not talking about autism? I'm seeing lots of autism. And she, I could tell I could do it. So I was like, look, here's the deal. You're just like me. You're like a get it done kind of girl. You want to know. So I can talk to you different, but I'm also going to tell you, you got to have patience. She's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're going to probably hear more of that from me than anything. Everybody else is going to want more of the instructions. I know I only have to tell you the instructions once. I'm going to tell you to pull back on the reins. You've got to let things because we don't want to miss anything. We also want to honor the process of it without Mm -hmm. putting that kind of pressure on you and your kid. You know, so I think that's really awesome. As we kind of wrap up, I know you had multiple kids come here. And part of this is to help people understand about, you know, what it's like to work with me one-on-one, but also in a group, we have a group coming, Combrain Insiders group, or where you you haven't even seen my PEMF. You experienced PEMF, right? Mm -hmm. Because you had an injury or you were recovering and you used it. And it's something that helps on a cellular level. What would you say to anybody who is considering working with us and our team Uh, for pans and pandas or any condition, what would you say to somebody about your own experience? Well, first of all, we love you (laughs) and we love your team. It's super supportive. I've seen 
such remarkable results, not just with my own family, but with all of the kids that we share. Um, it's just really, it's so profound to see the changes in even the presentation of a child, like, you know, somebody who was always nervous and just kind of hypervigilant to see them be able to relax and breathe. That translates into better school performance, social performance, the whole thing. They're just so certainly many- makes parenting a lot easier. That mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things too, mm-hmm. is when I see their body change, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just more comfortable in who they are. And then mm-hmm. I can see mom and dad, their body changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're all co-regulating off of each other. But yeah. thank you for that. And obviously, I'm a huge fan of Lauren Lee Stone. You can get to her by AltheaHealthAndWellness.com. It will be in our show notes. And you can also Google Lauren Lee Stone because that will come right up. But you're you have such a beautiful way that you work with people. And I feel that I know you get a lot of people like me that they've done so many things and everything has failed. And then they find us. And I think what's amazing about this podcast is I'm getting people who are like, wow, that sounds a little like me. Let me get in there. So the more proactive we can be, I mean, we'll help anybody on any part of the journey. As long as you got an awesome attitude. Remember, I don't take any rude people. But... You'll be screened out. Trust me. But it's all about your attitude to what it is. I don't care what your mess is. We all have a mess. I mean, we're just the complexity of health and mental health and the interlinking between the two. This is the standard now. But if you see something, do something. And what I love about both of our work, you know, we're talking about natural solutions for mental health and and health. And these are things that are science-backed. They um, are generally safe. They help to resolve things instead of masking things. Mm-hmm. So if you're considering working with Dr. Lauren Lee Stone, she's got my stamp of approval. People say to me, "Who's who do you take your kid to? And I'm like, I go to Dr. Lauren Lee Stone. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I just want to say like, we're both pans moms and mm-hmm. we're always going to be pans moms. And it is a brutal journey, a brutal journey. It's hard. <laughs> can get pretty emotional about it. I will be talking more about my own journey, but wherever you are on your journey with Pans and Pandas, do not give up. Be a warrior mom. Listen listen to Lauren Lee Stone. She was like, I'm going to get my own freaking degree on this. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not asking you to get to the degree. If you want to, we support you. I've had a lot of people come to me and then go get a degree in something related, which is so cool. A lot of my kids that have come to me and they come back as interns, I have an, I have multiple MDs, I have speech pathologists. They were all kids that came to me. Yeah, um, nice. Isn't that awesome? I love, so, it. I love it. I love it. And they're just, and they're so open about it. So wherever you are on your journey is exactly where you need to be, but you've got to take one step. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an education point for you. You can't be stuck in education. You got you got to do it. You got to jump in and know that natural solutions are safe. They really can change beautifully a family instead of being afraid of it. So mm-hmm. sending every parent a lot of love and light. Thank you so much, Dr. Lauren Lee Stone. I always love Thank talking you. to you. You're a oh, genius. Oh, so much fun. Thank yeah. you. Be well, everybody.
You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.